0: Welcome to the Forum at Holy Communion, a long-standing conversation about faith, life, justice, arts, culture. Each week, we will premiere a conversation on our channels. And then on the following Sunday, we join in the conversation with Q and A and a chance to engage on the topic. We're so glad you have joined us. Welcome, folks, to the forum at Holy Communion. This is the last presentation we have in our series leading up to the annual meeting this Sunday, February 13th at 9 a.m. on Zoom. We've had presentations of new vestry members. You've had the rector's presentation, which was part of my sermon a week and a half ago. And now the senior warden, uh, Rudy Nickens, is with us and uh, Rudy and I are gonna be having a conversation. Normally the senior warden gives a presentation in the annual meeting. We're not gonna hold everybody on Zoom. So uh, we're asking folks to watch and listen to this ahead of time and come with questions on the 13th. So Rudy, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks Mike, same here. Yeah, always. Um, In your written report, uh, you talked a little bit, you've not been senior warden very long. uh, And so I wonder if you could uh, talk a little bit about what it means to become senior warden and and uh, about your predecessor and the decision to accept my invitation to become senior warden.
1: Well, you know, I do, I mean, I am senior warden. It still feels like I'm senior warden elect because it's just still just sort of resting into what the, what the role really means. I've been on the vestry for a couple of years now and I've gotten a chance to work with and support and and uh observe the leadership of incredible people and my my predecessor you know shirley mensah is is just someone that i admire and respect and share so much both as for, for her humanness and for her leadership and um she's really uh, she's really something else like i i love i love one of the things i love about shirley's leadership is she she will not accept no from anybody <laughs> found that really fascinating. Like, I think I'm really good at saying no, being a very clear, you know, if it's not the thing I want to do, I can say without any drama or stress or, you know, things just, no, no, thank you. And Shirley can't hear that. And, and I just like, she asked me to do something. I said, no. And then she signed me up for it. And it's like, well, I guess I'm doing it. And that, you know, that kind of leadership is, really quite daunting to me it's really amazing
0: yeah well and she has the rare talent to be able to get away with it exactly
1: yeah exactly so i am honored um to to uh, to follow her in this role you know i mean she led us through major change from you know money to COVID to you know, building, you know, stuff, and what a, what a time, and so, uh, I'm just really glad that I, that I have seen such an amazing leader, and want to, want to honor her, it, uh, her her role, and, and continue from there. Yeah,
0: and, and Shirley, if you don't know, uh, it's just timing out, we have in our bylaws, the requirement that vestry members can only serve two consecutive terms, so, Shirley has done her service and is by bylaws had to step down. So um, I was really grateful though uh, that you were willing to come and step into those difficult shoes to fill. Um, but uh, but I mean, if anybody can do it, sir. Uh, I wonder for you, as you watch the dynamics of the vestry, it's been a difficult year for vestry um, and not for any contentiousness or frustration, but if you talk a little bit about the transitions that you name in your report and, and where we're heading now? Sure. Um, you know
1: yeah, I mean what I think is important is that we don't invite people onto the vestry to fit in. Mm-hmm. And that when we change people, when we bring new folks in, that means we've created a new vestry each time and we've had to do that you know with some frequency over the last few years and and that's as it should be like it's not about like oh just come in and do what the person before you was doing it's like come in and be you and bring your mind and your perspective and your talent and 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 for, for me, that means we get to shake it up and, and create a, a co-create the way the vestry operates with, with new energy. And, and I love that even though it's it's like, oh, again, uh, but I still love it every For real, it's actually important to me to not ask people to just come in and, and be quiet and, and uh, hold the space and, um, it, you know, do what the other person
0: before them did, like
1: come in and be you and bring what you bring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and the, the natural cycles got sped up a little bit with our, you know, we're between, I think, uh, we don't get to announce this because the way that it works is the vestry has to vote on a junior warden, uh, but we do have a candidate for the junior warden for the vestry to elect when we have our new vestry. Um, we had, but Warren Davis, who'd been our junior warden, had to resign pretty suddenly for good reasons because Emily, his spouse, uh, got a call to be rector of another church and he's a good supportive clergy spouse. And I know what that's like because I have a really good supportive clergy spouse, but Warren went off with Emily and then Megan under Cooper toward the end of her term had the opportunity with her spouse to move to Vancouver in Canada. And so both of them had to leave early. So we've been down a little bit. Um, can talk a little bit about, yeah, I like that that image of a new like coming in with a new vestry with a new um, sense of who they are. Um, talk a little bit about how we can make that true, where we, you know, like how do you set the the stage for a new group to take on new dynamics? Yeah. You know, so
1: clearly in an ideal world, you would you would have terms that go to term and then you would have a, a strategic planning and you'd have, you know, guide you know everyone come on board for what the next year or two years are going to be but you know it never works out like that anywhere in the world I mean, you know I chair another board that um I, I you know I was talking to the executive director the was like I have no idea whose terms are when anymore they just <laughs> Like this person's come in to fill this unexpired term, and this per and like I just we've just lost all sense of the very orderly matrix that we once had, and and reality doesn't always line up to the strategic plan. So you deal with reality, and and, and I, I never want people to feel like you know they. I, mean, I always want people to feel like you're invited because you bring something. You're invited mm-hmm. to bring and share your talents. The I think one of the most you know difficult things that i've ever experienced on boards is when i get asked to be on a board but given nothing to do and if you don't have any way that you're who you are is is, is um included in the the work and the tasks, and then you just you're just not going to be a happy you know member of the team we don't just want folks to just come and be a number so and i don't know what everybody's interest is and that's like that's really good because I don't want to say, oh, I know what your job is, therefore you should be on this committee. That's not how it should go. It's you know, like, what's, what, what would be a good stretch for you? What would be a good use of your talent? Where do you want to contribute? That's the engagement for me right now with new people.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I mean, talking about it with the vestry, in some ways, that's kind of, we were talking offline a little bit about this moment that we find ourselves in as this sort of frustrating moment with COVID. As we listened to the senior warden and junior warden conversation from last year, we were all in this brand new space of we just for the first time, you know, had six months of Zoom services and just for the first time. And now it's been like the year of the variant. We've been varying on the theme and we've been frustrated by, you know, in September, we were hoping to be kind of more back to church, but we had Delta and in January, we've had Omicron. And yet, I was with Susan Norris, who was the immediate previous junior warden to Warren uh, at the advent party in December. And I remember seven years ago when I was coming on as rector, Susan seven. was like, seven years, isn't that crazy, it oh seven in April. Um, Susan was saying, she was the newcomer back then. You know, she was the person who, she's like, I don't know how I ended up on Vestry. I've only been here a couple of years. And we were at the um, advent party and she was saying, who are all these new people? I don't know any of these people. Where are all the people I know? And I feel like we're in the midst of this, there's a lot of energy in life, even in this weird kind of eddy. Um, how do you think, what, what are the best ways to invite people? Um, and you're talking about like, you know, you don't just want them to fill a slot but give give me a preview. If you're going around talking to new vestry members or talking to new members, how do we invite people to be themselves and to offer what they have to offer? And how do we make the organization ready for that? Um, I don't think it's, I mean, I think Holy Communion is just a really good place to be.
1: Mm -hmm. And so it's one of the things that, that make it easy is that you're inviting people to come into a place that's affirming and that's open and that's, you know, thoughtful and and you know, visionary and, and progressive and and uh, so that's really great. It's like you you can come and 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 we never. I mean, I like that about you, Mike. You like you don't try to make people fit fit inside a, a mold. Um, and although, you know, we, we honor and support and follow all the guidelines of the Episcopal Church and the canons, we, we're we very compliant people in all the ways that we're supposed to be, but we're also creative and uh, and so who doesn't want to be a part of that? I, I mean, I, I remember when I was uh, executive director of a nonprofit organization and doing some uh, getting some mentoring from someone about how you raise money and and the thing that stuck with me was well people don't give to places that need money you know they, they give to places that like i want to be a part of a success story mm-hmm. and you, you're already doing such important things i was like well that's why people come to holy communion because we're just a good place to be you don't want to come because it's broken and you need to fix it you come because you really want to be in this space where where the leadership and the the community um, is really welcoming and good. So I think think that's how you invite people in, like join the celebration. We are victorious over all kinds of things already. You know, Mm -hmm. there are so many obstacles and barriers to people having good lives. We have so many things that don't want us to find each other, to be together, to be connected, to be you know, cross all kind of different dimensions of diversity, that is not um, with, you know, that's not lost on any of us, the Holy Communion, that we have figured out how to have that. And because of that, we start from a place of victory, we start from a place of celebration. And, and I think that's, that's what the invitation to people is.
0: Mm. No, I like that. I mean, like, in some ways, you're getting right at the heart of our, I you know, vision of ourselves as a diverse welcoming community seeking to follow Jesus, but that, that that in and of itself is a victory. I've not heard you put it quite that way before. I'm grateful for that. Speaking of particularity and, and talents and things, um, one of the things I've gotten to work with you a little bit on, uh, we got a Uh, A update on a big update on yesterday, which is the stained glass windows for the chapel, Uh, and I reshared this on Facebook. But I know that for a few folks, this is going to be the first time they're seeing. But the artist Kababi, who is working uh, with Fry Stained Glass Studios, uh, posted some pictures of our new window for the chapel, Uh, and so I wanted to share the those with folks and then ask you to talk a little bit about what they mean. Uh, So this is the This is the window that'll be closest to the altar. It's a resurrection window. Uh, And this is the sort of, and this is not finished. This is just the the cut glass as they're getting ready to paint it and put it together. And Kababi was painting on it yesterday. So here's a little bit closer in on Jesus. And there's Mary Magdalene. So it's the scene of um, resurrection morning in the gospel of John, Mary finds Jesus in the garden and Jesus tells Mary to go and tell the boys, and so at one point, Mary has to walk away from the risen Lord to go tell the boys, so she has her, her fist up in the air, you know, the revolution continues, and here's some of the painting work that Kababi has done, This Jesus' mouth, I love the detail of his hand, I can't wait to see these, and when they're done, um, we we're hoping to install them here this spring, but can you talk a little bit about um, the committee the art committee that met with Kababi and um, you know remind folks about the work that we're doing around representation and art? Yeah I mean first what a, what a coup it is to get Kababi Bayak
1: to come and, and, and do this, this is a, this is a a first for him as well so um, to work with Fry and to him like I think I think both the artists the stained glass company are all going to be better off for having done this and we're the recipient of them having to figure out something new how lucky for us and how lucky for them and this is all a good moment and then i remember the the first session that we had with kababi and the and the committee art committee as it were just and it was like we just talked you know it was just talk and and he just listened I mean, he had very few questions and very few comments. He just like listened to us brainstorm, brain dump, think out loud, you know, share individual business. We hadn't done this with each other yet. So it wasn't like we came with a consensus agenda that these are the things we want. It was like a diverse group of people with diverse thought, throwing it at this artist at one time. And then he just like sketching and taking notes and, and then coming back with this incredible, incredible renderings of, of what would happen. Like that's that's really cool to me. And you um, know, I'll say that they're beautiful. First of all, they're they're. I I love. Um, I don't know. I just think it's really important that we have this this very uh, Afrocentric moment um, in our in our in our representation. I'm I'm not really all about representational diversity unless it's grounded in some meaning. And for this, it's grounded in meaning to me. And 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 uh, you know, with so much. Pushback and stuff in the world right now about race and race theory and 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 you know what what young people can be exposed to, et cetera. That I love that we're offering that as a loving, sweet, beautiful contradiction and a space of, of healing. And I was gonna say like the the one time I was in Nigeria. And I was doing a, a workshop, um, and the the site that we used was a was a convent. So they had you know meeting space, and there were all these you know there were I don't know fifty or sixty people who came to this workshop that I was leading, and it was really great. But we're in this convent where you know where these beautiful, wonderful, mostly old um, nuns lived, and you know pr- took care of everything. They're really quite old, as I remember. These beautiful women. <laughs> And what one of the things I remember that just hasn't left me is that throughout throughout the entire physical space in every room there was these pictures of white Jesus, and I just was like, oh my God, you know, I keep I keep wanting, I don't know, I, like, is there no place on earth where 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 the the um, um, white supremacy has insinuated itself into someone's mind. And so I was like so broken that this was happening in this black convent in Nigeria, that it's like, oh yeah, we get to contradict something here at Holy Communion. And and those nuns weren't bad or wrong or evil or stupid. They just, you know, they just got what they got. They got the images that they got. So I love that a generation of young people can come to Holy Communion and not have to change their mind about something, but actually live with it from the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, and that dovetails so well with what you said about, you know, it's true. This is the first time Kababi is working in the medium of stained glass, which is he's very excited. He's posted on social media about it, right? And he's Aaron Fry, who's the, you know, grandson of the originator of the studio, but it's the first time Fry Studios ever worked with a black artist, right? Um, And so that, you know, our request and we hard, we kind of had to wiggle a little, not with Kababi. Kababi was about this from the beginning, but with Fry, we had to sort of say like, I know you don't work with outside artists that often, but you have this opportunity. And so it, it's taken some work, it's taken some commitment. Um, so it's kind of fun. I mean, like, it's just fun to get to play that role. Um, beautiful contradiction. Yeah. Yeah. We,
1: broke, we broke the two rules you know yeah. the rules that keep things stuck the rules of uh we, we always do it this way and we've never done it any other way and those two rules keep progress from happening a lot and we we smash those rules with, with a lot of folks so that's really cool.
0: no that's i mean it's funny you put it that way because i was chuckling a bit to myself when you're talking about like we're good episcopalians and we follow all the rules i'm like because we don't follow those two unspoken rules, which in Episcopal spaces can be very strongly, um, uh, exactly. really strongly followed rules. Uh, Rudy, I, I find myself um, grateful uh, for this coming season. I mean, like, we are still in this weird, and I think emotionally as a congregation, as a world, we're sort of in this space that's still yet to be defined in terms of what comes next, virus wise, what comes next, what are we able to do next. Um, but if you could prognosticate, if you could hope for what the senior warden um, report sounds like next year, uh, what, are, what, are the, what are the things you hope for?
1: I remember talking once at a vestry at meeting about, you know, space that I wanted to make sure that, that, that we held it in a church that was just holding space for when things happen so that people knew there was a place to go and be listened to and and you know show up as a community um, i went to i went to one last month when on that on that on that saturday doing shabbat when people were being held hostage in a synagogue in texas and someone called for holding space for this and 300 people showed up on zoom call you know with, with 10 minutes notice and it was powerful and no one had to know or do anything just be together and so i want us to, to be able to, to to be able to offer that in as many ways as possible i know that during this pandemic where while we are still forced to not be able to do the things that we're used to doing like gathering together and hugging each other because that's how that's how I want to be I want to just when things are hard I just want to gather my loved ones near me and put arms around everybody and be together and you know for many reasons that hasn't been possible or made sense so we have to double down on our ways of of being together and like be thoughtful but but make sure we create as many ways and opportunities for people to have contact with each other. And and at the end of the year, if, if, if someone said, you know, my isolation got contradicted, that would be a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't I, I just don't want us to be alone um, right there. You know, my my younger brother, who has a way with words, when I were talking one day and, and, and I t- told this to my doctor, I said, yeah, Todd said well, we're gonna be okay, we're gonna get through COVID, but I hope we don't emerge on the other side of it a bunch of, of uh, lonely, uh, overweight alcoholics. Mm-hmm. you know. So that was like, yes. And then I said that to my doctor, she said, with mentally ill children. So mm-hmm. I, I wanna like hold all the things that are, that we can be bigger than all, all of our circumstances, but we have to actually recognize that this particular um, environment then is is really hard on people and so we have to figure out how to really see each other how to really make space to show up for each other um, just whatever gatherings there are I mean I I, I don't want to have another zoom meeting every week every month every day I don't want one but I gotta say I really respect like this the space that Chester has created for men for Saturday of every month that's a that's you know sometimes sometimes I'm able to make it sometimes not but I think just making sure that it's always there for whoever to use it however they can. That's really important. So, you know, Cheshire's is not the only one that can call for something, right? Anybody can call for something like I have a thought and I want to I want to invite people into a commun- community with me around a thing. That's what I hope. We're just vibrant like
0: that in the ways that we can be. Yeah. Well, I'm going to sit with that hope. I think that's, that's a wonderful place to leave us. Um, I am so grateful that you were willing to come and step into the role of senior warden. Um, I've learned so much from you in the years I've been at Holy Communion and I'm grateful that you're willing to step into that. I'm really looking forward to hopefully being able to announce our junior warden uh, at the end of this month after the vestry meets to elect the person. Uh, And I'm grateful for the folks that are coming into vestry. Well,
1: um, one of my my good friends who's at the Cathedral Rob Good said, Mm -hmm you're doing what when I said, I was <laughs> word and, and uh, or something like that. <laughs> and, and, and to Rob, I said, like I said, everyone, there is no, there is no world in which I would say no to Mike
0: Angel. For oh, well, that's kind. And and it's Rob Gooden knows because he's doing it for Kathy down at the cathedral <laughs> too. So uh, Rudy, thank you. Um, thank you for the report that you've written. Thank you for the service you have on the vestry and uh, looking forward to being with you on Sunday morning at nine o'clock and if folks are not registered yet, please get registered we're close to a quorum we need you there. Um, and come and vote with us for the new vestry members for the diocesan delegates uh, get a chance to do some Q a with me and Rudy and Brian um, and then the big at the end of the meeting, uh, as the as the you know sweetener at the end of the meeting i'll be announcing the rector's cross recipients. Uh, so hang on for that Sunday morning Rudy thank you so much and I'll see you you on Sunday morning
1: see you Sunday morning